Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. It's Monday, August 14th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Last year's mild winter has made it a rough summer for ticks in Missouri. Eventually, that could be different because of climate change. We do think that ticks will probably move a little further north, but at the same time, we may have some reduction in areas that become too hot for ticks. Coming up, we'll examine ticks and climate change. Illinois and federal officials, including the Environmental Protection Agency, are trying to find ways to address environmental racism in the Metro East. As St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg reports, they attended a public meeting on the issue over the weekend in East St. Louis. Kathy Jones said growing up, her family believed the health problems they experienced in East St. Louis, like asthma and hay fever, were hereditary. We didn't know that the environment was what was making us sick. Jones's testimony was part of a conversation centered on what can be done in the East St. Louis area to combat environmental racism. One of the speakers, U.S. Representative Nikki Budzinski, said she has tried to prioritize advocating for the East St. Louis area on the environmental justice front. I'm honored to be with you here in the community to say that you can count on me as your partner to bringing those resources, to getting this done, to addressing these injustices. According to Budzinski and the EPA, one of those potential resources is a set of federal grants. I'm Sarah Kellogg, St. Louis Public Radio. The St. Louis Housing Authority will pay for up to two months of security deposits to help people applying for Section 8 or have vouchers get a home. Officials say it could take a year for some to find housing because they can't afford a security deposit. Housing Authority Executive Director Alana Green says the initiative could help tenants and landlords. This program will help them to immediately be able to access new units instead of waiting and maybe sleeping on a couch at a family member's house. They'll be able to get in their own house a lot more quicker. Applications are available on the Housing Authority's website. One of the few remaining black incorporated towns in the country could soon cease to exist. Brooklyn, Illinois, was founded in 1829 as a village for freed people and freedom seekers from Missouri. A declining population, high unemployment, a limited economy, and a land sell-off put the town on this year's list of most endangered historic places in Illinois. Historical Society of Brooklyn, Illinois former president Roberta Rogers says the St. Clair County community has worked to preserve its legacy, but there is not much to bring people in. If you have something for people to see, to engage in, right now all Brooklyn has is a Quinn Chapel Church. Just visiting the church isn't going to produce any revenue for the village. Rogers was a guest on St. Louis on the Air. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker has rejected a measure that would have allowed construction of new nuclear reactors in the state. The bill would have repealed a decades-old moratorium on nuclear construction. Advocates of the legislation were hopeful it would allow companies to deploy small modular reactors, a developing technology they claim makes such power safer. Capital Illinois reports Pritzker vetoed the bill because he says it lacks safety regulations and contains vague definitions that could allow for the construction of large-scale power plants, which he opposes. Ameren is planning a grid transformation project for much of western and central Illinois That includes 60 miles of lines moving power into Quincy. Project manager Drew Beam says much of the work will involve replacing short wooden structures 
that carry power lines with taller steel structures. So it's useful to think of this um, kind of like a roadway. So over time, um, new roads need to be built, um, existing roads need to be expanded, and in some cases, old roads need to be retired. And that's what we're doing um, with this project. So we're adding transmission capacity. Beam says customers could see their bill go up by 30 cents a month, but he adds increased capacity will ultimately lead to lower costs. Construction could begin in 2026. Illinois says the next round of $4,000 electric vehicle rebates will be available November 1st. The state's EPA says applications will be available starting October 18th. Residents can apply from November 1st through January 31st or until the $12 million pot of money runs out. That pot is smaller than last year when the state doled out $19 million in rebates. Illinois has set an ambitious goal of 1 million registered EVs on the road by 2030. You may have heard ticks are bad this year due to the mild winter or that ticks are getting worse in Missouri due to climate change. Rebecca Smith looks into the reality of those claims. It's 8 a.m. on a Tuesday and the sun is already beating down on Deb Hudman as she stands in a field with high grass behind the local Missouri Department of Conservation office where she works. Ticks, the number one enemy is desiccation. And so if they're out in an area, like this provides a lot of cover, but it also gets a lot more heat. Desiccation is essentially dehydrating to death. And since ticks have such tiny bodies, heat is more of a risk than cold. The cold doesn't kill them, heat does. Hudman says Missouri is a utopia for ticks. It's not too hot, it's not too cold, and the humidity is just right. She says she's heard people talking a lot this year about how last winter being mild has made tick season worse. So is there any truth to that? It's really hard to predict um, from year to year. That's Molly Baker. She's the vector-borne disease surveillance coordinator for Missouri and says the weather three years ago may actually have more impact on today's tick population than the season directly before. That's because ticks have a lifespan of up to three years. Basically, however long it takes them to have three blood meals, which allow them to move from larva to nymph to adult tick. Baker says the most common months for ticks are March through October, but that doesn't mean they aren't around the rest of the year. So if it's, you know, above freezing, um, you're likely to potentially see some ticks moving around, even if it's the middle of December or January. So what about climate change more generally? Is it leading to more ticks in Missouri or a longer, earlier tick season? So it's just really hard to, you know, give a a great uh, response to that. Baker says the number of tick-borne illnesses in Missouri is on the rise, just like in much of the country. But this could be due to lots of things. Doctors' growing awareness, the availability of testing, or even changes in human behavior. And so climate change is just one of those factors. William Nicholson is the team leader for ecology and entomology in the Rickettsial zoonoses branch at the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Within the CDC, folks are monitoring climate change's impacts on the risk of vector-borne infectious diseases. They cite, quote, mild winters, early springs, and warmer temperatures are giving mosquitoes and ticks more time to reproduce, spread diseases, and expand their habitats. If the average temperature increases by one degree, where will the suitable habitat be? And so we do think that ticks 
will probably move a little further north. But at the same time, we may have some reduction in areas that become too hot for ticks. So it's not necessarily only one direction. Meaning Missouri could have fewer ticks or maybe just different ticks. But again, Nicholson says it comes down to more than just changes in climate. Things like the fragmentation of forest land, human expansion, large wildlife populations, and even just people wanting to spend more time outdoors also brings humans closer to ticks. Deb Hudman with the Missouri Department of Conservation says the time of year when ticks are most active in Missouri does seem to be changing. They're coming out earlier during those mild winters and springs. So they're just feeding and replicating. They don't care if they're doing that in November or if they're doing it in March. She says in the end, every year is a bad tick year in Missouri, and that's unlikely to change anytime soon. Ticks are survivors through and through. They're going to be fine. I'm Rebecca Smith. Rebecca is a reporter at member station KBIA in Columbia. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.